AgBioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. This is AgBioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agronovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things AgBioscience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Forbes, the global media powerhouse, named Indiana the best place to start a business in 2023. It's one of many recent wins for Indiana, now a trophy case that includes everything from securing commitments for $33 billion in capital investments over the last six quarters to securing the rights to host the next Global Economic Congress. It's momentum that today's guest is continuing. This is going to be fun. Welcome, Indiana Secretary of Commerce, David Rosenberg. Secretary Rosenberg, welcome to Ag Bioscience. Thank you, Mitch. I am absolutely thrilled, but I got to say it's a little intimidating to be not on the number one podcast in the state, not the number one ag tech podcast in the country, but the number one ag tech podcast in the entire world. Congratulations. Thank it's a you. a huge honor. Thank you, Secretary. It has been a labor of love and it's fun. With guests like you, we can draw a big audience and, and really advance the discussions around ag bioscience. This, the only economy in the world that touches every person on the planet. So it's going to be really a good discussion today and one that your story, what you have done over your career, not just here uh, in Indianapolis, but all across Indiana, all across the country, we got to learn more about you from a kid who grew up in Southern Indiana, if I remember, spent some time growing up here in South Side of Indy, mm -hmm. and now the guy leading Indiana's economy of the future. Share more about your story. Yeah, absolutely. I was born down in Jeffersonville. Uh, we moved up to uh, south side of Indianapolis, Southport area uh, when I was young, grew up there, and then went down to IU for, for undergrad and law school. And then as I was graduating law school, I had the opportunity to join uh, Mayor Ballard, uh, his administration here at the city of Indianapolis, which was a wonderful experience. But truly, you know, as an Indiana guy, I truly care about the state, not only yeah. central Indiana, but but every part of this state. And you know, I think this is a this is a really unique time for a state like Indiana to really go punch above our weight class, get more than our fair share of that economic development that's happening around the world. You know, due to the reshoring, modernization, and geopolitical tensions, there's there's over a trillion dollars of capital floating around the world looking for a place to land this next decade. And I think because of our talent, because of our educational institutions, because of our global thought leaders and global companies, there's no reason why Indiana should not be poised to capture more than our fair share of that investment. And so I look at it as truly, you know, not only benefiting individuals now, residents now, but you know, my kids, I have a four-year-old and two-year-old. I know you have young kids as well. How can we make those investments now so that they choose to stay in Indiana and they have all the opportunities they want in terms of work, but also the incredible places to live uh, so that they make that choice to, to stay right here in the Hoosier State. I love this idea of creating a magnet, right? And being driven by more than just points on the board. But I think about my six-year-old and three-year-old, I think about your two little kids and how do we build this economy? How do we build this next chapter? You are the Secretary of Commerce in the state and the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, sort of our version here in Indiana of the Department of Congress or <laughs> Commerce. You have to share more about the IEDC and this strategy that I know you were part architect of, sure. this 5E strategy that's that's put Indiana in a place to win, to earn $33 billion of capital investment over the last six quarters. Absolutely. And so the IDC is a quasi-governmental entity. It was started by Mitch Daniels um, in 2005 to really meet the speed of business. 
And so instead of being a, a commerce department, the IDC can can have a little bit more flexibility and, and go meet the, the businesses where they are. We have a 15-member board made up of uh, governors, the chair, but it's made up of business leaders throughout the state. And two years ago, uh, under Secretary Brad Chambers, we moved from a transactional organization to a strategic one, meaning that we were going to get the economy we wanted, not just sitting back and waiting for you know people to call us. And so going to get the economy we wanted was how do we find those industries that will set the state's economy apart in the next 20, 30, 40 years? And we're looking at semiconductors, biolife science, ag tech, uh, you know, EV battery, hypersonics, AI, all those industries that are going to be on the leading edge, not in two to three years, but in that 20 to 30 year time frame. And, you know, the market has absolutely responded thanks to the, the governor's leadership and then support from the legislature. We have new tools. We've gotten aggressive in, in assembling land uh, for those companies to, to meet that speed. You know, we heard from the market that speed is the new incentive and that may want to make that investment and be able to get a return on that investment sooner. And so moving again to that strategic organization, having the market respond, having, you know, being a little bit lucky with a lot of the geopolitical affairs that are going on. You know, the Midwest and the Mid-Atlantic state is very poised for that investment. And again, thanks to the leadership of the governor, of Secretary Chambers and, and the legislature, Indiana is really poised to, to get that investment. When Indiana Secretary of Commerce, Brad Chambers, your predecessor, joined the podcast, gosh, it's probably been a year ago, yeah. a year and a half ago, he outlined the five E's and I screwed them up in terms of order. So David, I'm going to try to do this again. <laughs> Let's see, see if we can do this. So energy transition, economy of the future, external engagement, entrepreneurship and energy transition? Like, uh, the the built environment. Built environment. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> so I want to dig into at least yeah. one or two of these because I think they're so applicable to what we do here in ag bioscience. Economy of the future. Creating the economy we want, not just the economy we get. You talked about this evolution from transaction to, to really being focused on outcomes. Share more about how you and your team are really thinking about ag bioscience as part of the economy of the future. And how does that factor into the state's economic mix going forward? Absolutely. You know, we our, our history is built on agriculture. And, you know, whether it's whether it's crops, whether it's, you know, animal health. Uh, whether it's life science, Indiana's biolife science is, is what's really going to set us apart moving forward. And, and thanks to your partnership, partnership of the CICP, you know, I know Agronovus has, has helped bring in over a, a billion dollars of capital investment the last three years and 1,500 jobs. And, you know, thanks to your leadership and partnership, Mitch, I know there's a lot more in the pipeline that we're going to continue to do. Um, so that that focus, again, on those those industries, those jobs of the future, you know, predict where the, where the puck's going to go, not right. where it's at. And that's what we're really focused on in, in partnership with you. Looking at agriculture, you know, we still have our agricultural production. We're going to be a leader for a long time, thanks to the hardworking farmers throughout the state. But we also have to look where that industry is going and, and how people are using, um, you know, the foods, the medicines, the the animal health pieces of that. Um, and, and again, with your partnership with the leaders on your board, I know Indiana is, is, is again, in a prime position uh, to continue to beat our competition on that. Without a doubt. And it was so fun yesterday to see you at the Agronovus Board of Directors meeting. And as we look at this complex economy that is the ag bioscience economy, food, mm -hmm. animal health, plant science, ag tech, agriculture, all of those leaders around the table talking not just about what is today and the challenge of today, but to your point, the opportunity of the future. Two sides of the same coin, mm -hmm. challenge and opportunity. We're going to dig into that right after this. Ag bioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. Whether your farm is your business, your hobby, or your passion, you and your farm are one of a kind. 
Each is unique and requires just the right insurance coverage options. Indiana Farmers Insurance has been protecting farmers for more than 145 years. And together with your local independent insurance agent, today we deliver insurance solutions for your farm, business, home, and vehicles. Insurance can be complicated, so it's important to have a trusted expert who will guide you through your insurance experience. We partner with only the best agents, and like us, most of our agencies have been serving customers for generations. Beyond the basics, we have many other coverages available to match your needs. Our agency partners are experts and can tailor just the right coverages for your farm, business, home, or auto. Come visit us at indianafarmers.com and discover why Indiana Farmers Insurance is the right choice for you. We're proud supporters of Ag Bioscience, and we're here to help you protect what matters most. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. We're talking with Indiana Secretary of Commerce, David Rosenberg. Secretary Rosenberg, we were just talking about this two sides of the same coin, challenge and opportunity. Labor undoubtedly a challenge. We looked at it as one of the big three trends affecting mm-hmm. the future of the ag bioscience economy. But where there's challenge, there's opportunity. How do you and your team really think about navigating this labor world where it's about recruiting companies here, but also supporting the companies that are here? How do you navigate those two things? Absolutely. You have to have, have both legs of, of that stool. You know, you have to have those jobs that people want to be invested in they want to come here for and again those are those economies of the future you know you look at what a an austin texas has done they made that investment out of ut in the 70s to to start that microelectronics ecosystem and you've seen how that's evolved and and now it's you know the weird cool place to be uh but it's a lot of those those you know fortune 500 industries that are there so you have to have those economies of the future that are going to keep the talent here but also bring people to the state and grow the population overall but you also have those have to have those places they want to that people want to live and have the amenities, the the quality of life that can attract them. So it takes both to really be able to do that. And I think we've started to make that that investment now. There's much more to do, but I think we're making that investment to see that pay off into the future. You look at a program like the Ready program, mm-hmm. R-E-A-D-I, where the state legislature has put a billion dollars into quality of life and population growth programs. That billion dollars that the state has put in is projected to leverage over $20 billion in investments in all 92 counties, cities, and towns throughout Indiana to really create that quality of place where a person can have everything they want in the region that they live in. And so being able to attract new talent uh, with the jobs that, that we're creating I think will pay off long term. Now, it's not going to be easy, and uh, you know we're kind of looking at the workforce piece as a supply and demand. We know based on the jobs we're bringing in and the pipeline we have, what that demand side is, what credentials will be needed, what training will be needed, and working very closely with our partners at the state on the supply side to make sure that whether it's in K through 12 or higher ed or with our community college and Ivy Tech, having that close partnership and make sure they have the programs, the training, industries at the table. So we're making those investments now. um, So when those jobs come to fruition over the years, that you know, our, our corporate community has the workforce and the talent they need to fill all those jobs. It's amazing to me, UT, your UT comment around, it's been 50 years ago, yep. that Austin made a move in microelectronics. And I mean, here we are five decades later, nearly five decades later, and we're seeing this massive inflow. That's, that is a long-term vision back to economy of the future. Yeah. And another example, you know, you look at Research Triangle Park. Sure. When they yeah, made that investment, um, we visited them several times as we look at, you know, the Leap Lebanon district. Uh, they said their state motto at that time was, thank God for Mississippi, because <laughs> North Carolina was ranked 49th and everything, and Mississippi was 50th. But now they've made that investment. It was not 
always politically popular, but they made that investment. Now you look at the companies that are located in North Carolina, the Research Triangle, the number of patents that come out of there, um, the talent that's there. You know, those are those long-term investments that the state is making now. And so we, you know, we may not see fruition, even you know, maybe in our lifetime on right. some of these things. But making these investments now for the future for our kids, um, I think we'll we'll see that pay off in in long term. Those bold moves, we talked about the five E's. Let's dig into another one, entrepreneurship, where I think we're going to have yeah. to move further, faster with a future in mind. As you think about entrepreneurship, part of the five E strategy, really bringing in venture capital, attracting more capital to the state, really a big piece of this. But how do you think in your chapter of leadership, how are you viewing entrepreneurship, venture capital? What role does that play in building the economy of the future? It's huge. It's huge. You know, and, and Secretary Chambers, given his background, came in as a, as a business leader, as an entrepreneur himself, made it a prime piece of our five E's. And we've invested more in, in entrepreneurship than ever has been in the state. And I think we're starting to see those results. Uh, you know, as you look at the continuum of a life of an entrepreneur, Obviously, Indiana already ranked the number one place to start a business. Right. So starting a business, we have the tools, the resources, the assets. In terms of the ecosystem, you know, we're, we're top 40 emerging ecosystem in the world, number 15 in the U.S. So building out that ecosystem around the state, making sure entrepreneurs have the supports and resources they need to be successful. I feel like we, we have more to do there, but in a good spot. And then you look at the venture side. I think we've come a long way, you know, with groups like High Alpha, with what we're doing as Next Level Fund, with our partners at Elevate Venture, right. that that you know early seed and, and A series, I think there's a lot of opportunity. There's more to do certainly on, on the later stage, and we're working hard on that. But I think we have a lot of the the pieces together. Like I said, starting a business, the overall ecosystem around the state, the venture side of it. That Indiana is starting to get a really strong reputation in this area. You stack that with events like Rally, right. which was a great first inaugural year with with our partners at um, at Elevate, and appreciate your support in that. Of course. And then you look at you know the announcement around the Global Entrepreneurship Congress. Incredible. Incredible. So we will have you know over four thousand people from hundred plus countries. Yes. Here in Indianapolis, talking about the entrepreneurship ecosystem, companies being able to see what we're able to offer. So making those investments now um, has already shown you know certain results. We have our entrepreneurship portal, which is a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs across the state to be able to go and get the resources they need. So that's Connect IND. Um, and then we also have our entrepreneurship yearbook. Part of this is really marketing, yeah. you know, what is here um, across the board, not just entrepreneurship, but across the board, you know, the humble Hoosier moniker is something that we have to shake. Right. Um, there is so much good news happening across across the state having a global impact, we need to shake that, that humble Hoosier. And th that's what I love about us. You know, we do the job, put in a hard day's work, go do it again the next day. We need to kind of puff out our chest, tell our message a little bit better uh, because we have a, a great product. We have a great story to tell uh, and we need to, to do that. And so, you know, we've had the Indiana for the winners campaign as part right. of our external engagement. Uh, it's been seen in um, 72 countries across the world has over 200 million views on itself. And then we're working on something now that'll be out this fall to kind of rebrand and, and kind of follow that Indiana's for the winter moniker. I love it. There's a, an idea that I, I think it was, I don't know if it was Scott Dorsey or Tim Kopp, one of the guys at Exact Target, mm -hmm. I think coined this phrase. I don't know if it's real, but you can feel free to use it. <laughs> Humble swagger. Yeah, and absolutely. I think I think it is a perfect description yeah. of of what we can be. Right, yeah. we can still be true to ourselves. We can still be humble. We can move with a little swagger as well. I mean, you, right. you look at all the things that you just walked through. We have reason to have swagger, without question. I love it. Write that down. Nate. 
<laughs> Notes taken. Also on the entrepreneurship front, I can't help myself. For those entrepreneurs listening, those raising capital, one of the things that has been so helpful for us at Agrinova is talking with potential companies, potential investors, the venture capital tax credit. I mean, you, you look at this full spectrum of things that we do, the connectedness, the programs, the capital. But the venture capital tax credit, which seems like, you know, talking tax credits doesn't get people excited, but that's a really, really big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, our, our partnership with the legislature has, has been so strong. They've allowed us to adapt our tools, add new tools. And, and again, these are things that we're hearing directly from the customer, from the market, from the businesses, from the entrepreneurs to make sure that, that we're able to provide them the supports they need, meet them where they are to make Indiana as attractive as it can be. And so we want a very efficient process. Our development team is doing an incredible job across the board. And I think the the market has responded and the results speak for themselves. Yeah, without a doubt. And as we look at, I mean, maybe stepping back here a bit, I mean, you, along with Indiana Secretary of Commerce, former Indiana Secretary of Commerce, Brad Chambers, really architected, I'd say, a new approach or the next chapter of economic development here in the state took big bets, land acquisitions with the LEAP district we've talked about, a finite focus on performance with lots of different ways in which you measure quality mm. of a deal. All those things are big moves. Nothing is perfect. As you kind of step back, you you look to your future these next 15, 16 months, what lessons have you learned along the way and, and how will that shape your chapter and your leadership? At IEDC. Yeah, I think the state of Indiana has been very blessed to have not only Governor Holcomb's leadership the last seven years, the strong partnership with the legislature, but I think, you know, the Secretary of Commerce has been the right person for the right job at, at the right time. Yeah. And when Secretary Chambers came in, you know, coming out of COVID, having the reshoring and modernization push, the geopolitical tensions, uh, you know, the, the U.S. coast, the states on the coast, having instable business environments and always being business friendly, it was Indiana's time to really you know, puff out our chest, be more aggressive and go get the economy we wanted. And so he was the exact right person for the right time. As Ann and I come into, you know, the leadership positions here, our goal is really the key word is focus. We right. got a, We have a lot of plane slam. Thanks to the move to the strategic organization that, that Brad set up, you know, we have 15 months under Governor Holcomb's administration to really go out, close a lot of these big deals, uh, implement Ready 2.0, get the Leap District in an even better spot really land a lot of these planes that are going to have generational impacts for Hoosiers and, and create that economy we want that, that's looking 30 years down the road. So, you know, my goals are to be very collaborative. We have an amazing team at the IDC. They they put me in, they astonish me every single day. I know at the board meeting yesterday, you said you have the best team in the world, period. I'm not, you know, disagreeing because there's several <laughs> in the room as well, but we have an equally uh, great team. And and again, they, they uh, awe me every day with what they're able to accomplish and do. And so, you know, keeping that team, keeping that focus and and running through the finish line in this administration, not taking our foot off the gas, making sure we put these in place because it's not something we should do. It's something we have to do right. for the state in our future. Yeah. David, last question for you. The clock is running. You've talked about the 16 month window that you have remaining. You, you started with this is the number one ag tech podcast in the world. Uh, top 5% of all podcasts worldwide. This is a great platform. If you want to announce something, you, you want to maybe <laughs> give us a sneak peek of what's coming in the next 16 months. I'm just going to say, this is your opportunity. Uh, you know, I, uh, like I said, I have two small ones and uh, have been a, have been a government employee. So I have no announcement, but no, we, I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity from Governor Holcomb working with Ann Lathrop, the amazing team at IEDC. Uh, it is, it is truly personal to me. And, and this is such an opportunity for the state that, 
doing this right, making the right investments now, even if you know we won't see the results for several, several years, but making those right investments is so critical to not only the residents here, but the future generation and, and being able to make Indiana the place to do business over the next decade. Yeah, we're grateful for your leadership, grateful for the passion, and certainly grateful for your friendship. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for being here. He's Indiana Secretary of Commerce, David Rosenberg. And thank you for tuning into Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovasindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovas team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovas Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovasindiana.com.